What's up, everybody, and welcome to Malty Goodness. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Banky, talking to the man who's ready for the Brave season, Chris Tootin. Chris, how are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not just ready for any, like just the Brave season. I'm actually ready for just all of baseball season, and honestly, soccer's starting here soon, too. Yeah. So I'm just ready for all of soccer season coming up here. So I'm doing fantastic, Kyle. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no problem. And remember, folks, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on Facebook at Multi Goodness, or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast. Remember, we also have a contact form as well. Uh, where you can, uh, you know, reach out to us, say hello, uh, tell us uh, maybe if we screwed something up or, uh, you know, if you just want to let us know of a beer we should try or a brewery we should maybe try to talk to or something you're drinking, uh, it would be great. And uh, we also have a beer list on the website as well at multigoodness.com slash beer dash list where you can see all of the beers that we've had on the show for all of four and a half seasons now, almost five total because we're... Yep. We're going to be wrapping up season five here in just a short while. Um, But, you know, we got a lot of beers on there, Chris. Yeah, I was going to say we have a lot of beers between now and when we wrap up this season. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. Hey, so, Kyle, I will say that this this episode is going to be rather heavy. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, A little different. So, yep, we're doing it. We're going to go ahead. We're going to feature a heavy hitter. Yeah. Which... Which we like to do from time to time, but this one's a little different. We we kind of actually we did it with the last one. We did a slightly different heavy hitter where we just a, it was a heavy you know sukaba by the yep. way, sukaba as the reminder to the listeners. Um, but also, so I'm actually we're featuring another one today that I actually picked up while in Chicago back. Oh shoot, that was October of 2020. Yeah, at this point in time, and specifically, Kyle, I picked up this this beer. Um, I saw it and was like, I'm going to get this for Kyle for his birthday. So Ooh. I picked it up for your birthday, brought you back one. But yeah. also I was selfish and got myself one. But hey, it nice. benefited us because now we realize that this is a fantastic brewery or a great brewery to feature on the episode. Yeah. Um, so they are out of Chicago. This is Half Acre Beer Company. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Orin, which is a bourbon and brandy barrel aged ale. Uh, from what I can read about it, I don't know exactly the style it's going to be. I feel like even they don't know half the time. Well, I was going to say on their website, Chris, the label says bourbon barrel aged strong ale. So I don't know if this is a uh, if this is a, a little bit different play on the same thing. I don't know. It's the uh, it's the catch all style, I like to think so. And that's not a bad thing. That's sometimes just like, hey, you brew a beer that's like so creative and out there that you um that you didn't want to specify it as any single one thing this is a strong ale so interesting yeah. no i'm super pumped about this beer for sure i'm glad we get to try it on the show i'm glad it th- the original intention when i picked this up was not to i just muled some back and was like hey hey kyle i'm gonna give this for you, to you for your birthday because that's what i got it for but then i was like man i'm glad i picked one up because we can now try it so yeah let's go ahead and crack into this this big boy and by the way it's 12.3 percent alcohol by volume so Damn. It is below the Georgia limit, so you you could get it here in Georgia, but I don't think Half Acre actually um, distributes here. So <laughs> let's crack into it. Oh man, it got me in, it got me in the eye. Oh yeah. Okay, we've been doing this new thing where we smell the aroma straight out of the uh, the can. Yeah. 
You smell you you definitely smell the booze on this one. Woo. Yeah, you do. You definitely smell the it's interesting because this is bourbon and brandy barrel aged. So brandy is a reminder, it's just kind of a sweeter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> say it's a sweeter. It's more it typically comes from fruits or grapes. Grape yep. the most cognac is specifically from like French grapes. Um, but interesting combination of of for sure. Yeah. Mm. God, that aroma though. It, it's it's interesting because you still get that booziness, but typically you get like a like almost like a small burn kind of aroma um, from like a bourbon barrel aged when it's done, um, you know, with this aroma. But it, the brandy almost kind of like negates that, and it's like this nice kind of like spirit smell that's also very sweet. Mm. Yeah, my mouth's watering, definitely smelling this. And that's not just because I'm, I mean, I, I am itching to take a sip. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, agreed. The bourbon's the first thing that hits me on the aroma. But it's followed up by like a subtle, very ever so subtle uh, maltiness as well. Sure. I don't necessarily pick up the brandy right away. I feel like brandy probably for me is going to come through more in the flavor. But I yeah. guess we'll, we'll see. Uh, mm. Chris, I'm reading online and I'm getting what, what we actually picked up here. Um, so you, you know, they did their 2020 version where they, you know, made uh, the regular bourbon barrel aged strong ale. And then they took mm-hmm. a quarter of that and then they aged it 23 months in bourbon barrels and another th- nine months in VSOP brandy barrels. Oh. Very special something, something. Something yeah. French. I don't know exactly what the words are. So this has been aged in for twenty three months in brandy barrels. Uh, I think they no. Uh, so they took a, a quarter of that and they and they aged part of that in a part of the quarter in bourbon barrels. Another part of that in uh, brandy barrels, uh, and then the rest of that in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. Okay, gotcha. I follow now. Yeah, gotcha. So it's a little bit of a mixed. I that's something you know as far as barrel aging goes. It's kind of interesting to me because you kind of it's like you have to keep track of what you're aging it in. So that if you if it's I mean think about it. If you win an award at Great American Beer Fest or something like that, you want to be able to recreate that beer in a way. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting when they start kind of doing different barrels. Sometimes I wonder too if that's out of necessity and not always. Um, creativity sure that they you know maybe started realizing there was like a seepage in their barrel or something like that and they just had to switch it midway through but either way i mean um it, the aroma on this beer definitely again definitely get bourbon on the aroma um i get I'm like a nice like to see vanilla toffee kind of aspect to it as well yeah that's true i say i get bourbon like i don't just smell like it's going to be a glass of bourbon there's definitely like a datiness to it yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the the color is is fantastic too. It's I keep using that word tonight. Fantastic. It's um enigmatic. I'm just using big words. It's <laughs> the color definitely is it kind of reminds me of like you're right, a dark Belgian strong ale, uh brown ale esque. It's not completely see through, or it's not completely opaque, if you will. Yeah. Uh it's light now. It, it's it's got like a little um I don't want to say haze because it's not haze, but it's definitely a little cloudy. Um, yeah, and it, it definitely comes it, from the barrels. I think it's always hard to tell with with darker beers. Obviously, if it's hazy or not, this one I agree is wow. That's interesting. I hadn't noticed that before, but it is a little bit hazy. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it could just be from that barrel aging. Kind of some of the what do they call it? Um, what are the bad things of wine? 
that tannins typically will have tannins could be some of the tannins in there a little bit making that up completely but yeah no but it just ha- it kind of has a unique rich color to it in, in, in terms um the head has kind of dissipated not quickly but it did dissipate for the most part yep which again i feel like aged beers you typically find that the head will only stick around for so long because hey uh it's been aged for a while and some of that carbon dioxide is just like, nah, you're not looking at drinking us like super fresh out of a keg. So therefore we'll just, we'll, we'll be here for a little bit, but we'll also go our own way when we're ready. So, yeah. um, yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and dive. Yeah. I was going to say, let's dive right into to flavor. Have you had a chance to take us up? I have. Um, wow. Uh, the, uh, uh, booziness to this is very complex, but also like, um, very well balanced. I don't think it's overly, um, it's not overly sweet. It's not overly boozy. It's very like right in the middle. Um, but you definitely still get that kind of like it date, um, it dried fruit kind of aspect that you get typically from like strong ales in general, um, that, it, that comes through as well. Um, and then like a nice little burn, right? When, right when you finish the, the sip. It's interesting. Yeah. So I'm immediately kind of, I feel like I'm being vindicated in what I said and the fact that that brandy was going to come through a little bit more in the flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So everything you described was pretty much spot on. It's like, it's yeah, a little bit of burn there. Um, That's what I'm definitely noticing is like, as it's kind of going down, there's a little bit more burn. Yeah. But definitely there's a little bit of back end sweetness but like tastes oaky in a way like it comes from that. So that's why I think where the brandy is kind of presenting itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's really fantastic as well. Man, said it again. That's really good. <laughs> Whatever. That's really good. Fine. I try and my, I, I heeded the, the advice of my right, social studies, not social studies. That was history of my um, language arts. Yeah. It's language arts. The one where we would learn like spelling and everything. I forget the the school teacher's name, like the 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 school subject that's like we're learning spelling and definitions and dictionary. Anyway, I heeded her warning and um, learned big words. Growing there you up. go. But, there you go. Yeah, no the the this beer is both complex and simple all at the same time. Is what I'm really getting. At yeah, it. like there's there's a complexity that is what was presented by a lot of the barrel aging that went into it, but also I feel like the baseline. Um, malt backbone is still there yeah i feel like you don't lose that at all it's still there it just kind of is enhanced by the the oak aging yeah and barrels and you said it was 12 point what i don't remember uh three 12.3 yeah and uh and and i almost feel like you know typically when we have these heavy hitter episodes they're you know crazy abv or crazy booziness or you know a very uh, heavy drinking beer this to me drinks like like the 12.3 works um and and it's not like i'm turned off uh by the 12.3 or that i think it's under uh the beer tastes under 12.3 like i i think it hits yeah. the 12.3 in the flavor and also feels like it should be a 12.3 beer yeah agreed and i i kind of feel like you're right it's it's very well i guess it goes with what i was saying with the complexity yet mm-hmm. very simplistic and like it doesn't taste overly boozy but at the same time it tastes boozy like mm-hmm. it's you, you kind of get both elements going on there it's a very mixed bag of 
Um, which again, strong ale. I mean, it, yep. it's not like if you didn't know, like what would you describe this beer type as? Because like this clearly, like barley wine to me is the closest thing. Yeah. Um, barley I, wine almost isn't fitting because barley wine would be a little bit hoppier in a way. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a very interesting um, category because I, you know, we don't typically have strong ales on either on the show or I, I typically don't drink them normally and let alone having a bourbon barrel aged or a brandy barrel aged uh, version of that. I, I just, this is one of a kind as far as what I've had so far. Um, so it's yeah. interesting to kind of peg what that is um, when you're having it kind of for the first time. <laughs> True. It's yeah. one of those things where, and I, this style, I mean, we'll go ahead and say it like this is, I mean, I bought these in single cans. I didn't even, I don't even think they offered the option of a four pack of this. It's interesting because not many beers do you feel like this beer truly I don't even think would be offered in a four pack. Yeah, I, I like wouldn't even a four pack expect it to be in a four pack. Yeah, like this is the type of beer where honestly, a lot of times you're only going to get this beer um, at the brewery. Yeah, like because the, the complexity there is the booziness. It's it's you know, there's a lot of time and craft that went into making this beer that I just feel like it. Uh, I say craft. It was a probably a grand total of six days that went into making this beer. You know, they brewed it and they put it in a certain vessel and then they moved it the vessel. You know what I'm saying? But still yeah. like they aged it for a while. There's obviously a lot of planning that goes into making this beer, but you don't normally find this in cans. And I feel like that's why I was so intrigued and drawn to this beer is that I was like, wow, the fact they would like can this and like make this a beer that I can get is really cool. And it, it's not even a bottle. No less. This is in a 16 ounce can. Yeah. So most breweries making this beer, putting it in a, 500 milliliter or 750 milliliter bottle mm-hmm. with a cork yeah for well, sure maybe not the cork but um this was that like i said i'm just impressed with the fact they put this in the can so while we're talking about it, might as well go ahead and talk a little bit about the can yeah let's do it. a lot of cool stuff going on a lot of cool stuff that i don't even know how to describe to be honest with you yeah um, um stick on label right uh it, which is the you know and it's matte which i really enjoy um, it's got a little bit of uh, that kind of like silver reflectiveness, but like the feeling of it is matte, which I the tactile feel of these cans with the stickers, honestly, is one of my favorite uh, so, things. So honest opinion, just looking at this label, too, and I well, I want to go into what the label has on it. But like, do you think it's even is it colored silver as one of the predominant colors that dark silver? Do you think it's more of like a clear tint? Uh, I I would I would say that it's colored silver because uh, I don't I don't really know. It, let's say a label didn't go on perfectly straight. You'd see that if it was see through, right? And this, you know, my label went on really well. Um, but you know, I would I would argue that it's probably uh, silver. But I'm gonna kind of peel it back a little bit and see what happens. Well, I think you're right because if you kind of look on the backside where the seams come together. If you kind of look, there's a slight difference in the color of the silver, and I feel like you're right. You see, like it, a, it is silver printed. Um, yeah, not see through, um, but really kind of almost makes you feel like it is almost laser printed onto the side of the can, which is cool. Um, I would love to know how much labels cost breweries if you ever think about it. like because a label like this is it's gonna it's not like this is a very intricate label yeah. in a lot of ways for sure. I just wonder. I just feel like there's a lot of printing elements that are super expensive about this, but I digress. Let's talk about the actual label itself um, other than um, 
Yeah, this this is one of those things um, where you it's it's all of these different lines um, and kind of like uh, circle kind of patterns and square patterns kind of intersecting together. And it almost reminds me of Chris, where if you stare at something like those things when you were a kid, you'd, it says stare at it for a really long time and it would it would like show you a word. Right. Yep. Um, yep it, exactly. That's that's the kind of vibe I get from this. Um which I really like. And it's like this nice kind of like maroon color, um, which goes well with the silver. Yeah, no, I love the love the color scheme overall. So let's take away. There's an image in the middle of this beer can um, that we'll get back to in a second. But you're right. Just take that away for a second. I love the color profile they use because it's very much that like maroon, dark, dark red on silver, which is really cool, but almost geometric in the fact that like they used every inch of the can it's almost like a matrix type effect yeah feel to the can or i'm saying like a matrix but like a geometric um gosh have you ever seen interstellar by the way yeah yeah yeah. we're at the okay. end where he, yeah yep yep where it gets about. real weird where it starts getting real weird and he's in like the eighth dimension or whatever it is and like there's some it has that like a feel to it in a way it's like it's like no matter which direction you look like there's just weird textures going on but it's all very cohesive as well. Yeah, yeah. and it also kind of gives you this this feeling that like there's depth and kind of like texture to the image, and then you you pick it up and it's obviously flat, right? Like there's it's matte and there's nothing on it, which yeah, uh, I think is kind of a mind uh, messing with your mind a little bit. <laughs> you want to say it? You can say it. yeah, mind fuck. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's interesting too, cause I really like the, what, what they did with Orin as well. It's very big, uh, text kind of towards the top. And then they kind of made their, their half, uh, acre brewing, uh, beer co, uh, mm-hmm. a, a little bit smaller, kind of subtle, um, right above it. Um, but it's packaged yeah. together really nicely where you know that it's, it's from them. Right. It, and they, and they do a good job and, and actually we'll pivot in this here just a second to half acre and. We'll talk a little bit about maybe what we know about them, which isn't much, but other than making good beer. Um, but yeah, I agree. They, they, you almost like don't know much about this beer other than the fact that I see the name right there, Orin. And then you got this nice tiered pyramid, Im- pyramid image below it, which is very crisp and very clean. It's almost like the first thing you see on the can. And then you see everything we just talked about, which is like, uh, what, six layered uh, being. P- yeah, pyramid with like roots. <laughs> um, I could. I don't even know where to start with describing this. This is mystical slash sci-fi. If I ever saw it. So. Yeah, the the top's like crystal with like a like a blue gem in it, and then the next layer is teeth. Um, yep, which is super interesting. Then the next layer seems like it's like rose petals with like some green petals, mm-hmm. and then you got a uh, kind of blue wispy plant, which almost looks like waves. And then you get even a darker blue, which looks like fur. And then you have uh, some roots coming out of the bottom. It's, it's quite so crazy. So all I'm going to say is listeners who maybe have had this beer or half acre, if you would love to let us know, like give us a little bit of like something on this image because I would love yeah. to know exactly what this is. Unfortunately, I did a little bit of research. Nothing for the the keyword Orin, O-R-I-N, came up on Google necessarily, meaning like other than this beer. Yeah. Um, but... But I would love to know like what that is. It very much seems like it's a. I, I feel like like a lot of breweries do with these names of some of these barrel aged beers they do. Like there's a lot of thought that goes into it, and so I know that this has some meaning to it. And the artist, obviously, they don't mention the artist on the can, 
but sure. I'm sure that that there's some meaning that goes into this. But like, hey, let us know if you know. Um, but yeah, well, you'll see the picture obviously when we post the episode. But let us know if you have any idea what this is because we would yeah. love to know. Um, for me, it just looks like a very like it's. If you do notice the other than orange and red being alternate, like opposite what they should be. Yeah. Well, and I guess yellow too in the teeth. Like this is a rainbow effect for sure. Color scheme going on. Um, but yeah, so I mentioned oh, sorry, had to had to get that that beer broke out, of course. <laughs> um half acre beer. So I Kyle, had you ever heard of them before prior to me getting this? I, beer I had not. Okay. I, I'd been seeing them on some of the the groups that we're in on yeah. Facebook. Um yeah. Obviously, so when I was naturally, Chicago is a great city for beer. It has been for quite a while. Um, obviously, it's just down the road from Milwaukee. Hey, at the top of the Sears Tower slash Willis Tower. Yeah. I feel like you can see Milwaukee on a clear day. You can. Um, but so we know that Wisconsin's making good beer. Clearly, Chicago has been making good beer for a while. But I'd heard of Half Acre as being one that you had to go to um, while in Chicago. However, I learned that while I was there, Half Acre is not actually located like downtown, like that kind of downtown area yep. of the loop. Unfortunately, because we were just kind of staying in that predominant area, um, not venturing out much further than like the zoo up north. Um, but Half Acre is out of town just a little bit, unfortunately. But um, so I did not pick this up at the brewery. I actually did pick this up at a um, Benny's, which is obviously a, it's a like a staple in the Midwest as yeah. far as some some places go in Illinois there. Um, but I picked this up and so half acre I'd been hearing about for a while. They had a bunch of different beers, um, at Benny's to choose from. I chose this one cause I felt like it was going to be a fan, like a great, about say it again. I was about to say fantastic again. Um, a great beer to start with for them. Cause like I said, I, I couldn't tell you like what some of their flagship beers are necessarily, but I'd been hearing such good things, such good things about the location itself, but just the beer they're putting out. And I feel like this is the epitome of, um, like some of the regional breweries that we like to feature in Georgia that are distributed here in Georgia. Like I feel like half acres kind of one of those. They're just making some cool stuff. Illuminated brew works by the way out of Chicago. That's another one that I really wanted to feature. Sure. Um, or at least I wanted to t- talk about, it. and I did bring back some of their beer as well. Um, but these are just some of the great breweries in that Chicago scene that are making beer. So unfortunately I cannot speak to what half acre beer offers from a tap room perspective, but, um, but yeah, so I just had been hearing such good things. I wanted to make sure we did them justice by not just having something that was maybe one of their just beers they put out. But like I wanted to feature something that I felt like was going to be the epitome of what we'd heard or what I'd heard about a half acre. So, yeah, cool. Um, it looks like a lot of their labels are really kind of like psychedelic kind of focused Um really cool artistry as well. Different styles of art as well, which is really cool. Um, some very like monochromatic, some very illustrated, um, kind of like geometric stuff. Uh, and then like some really like off the wall kind of thing, which is, uh, mm-hmm. really cool to see. Um, but this is a part of their, uh, limited release. Um, they have, uh, some core beers as well, which looks Chris, you know, I know you said you wanted to get something a little bit different, but it looks like they're doing a lot of pale ale, Pilsner, lager, and IPA. Um, for their okay. their kind of uh, you know uh, year round beers, which um, cool. Which so let's talk about their logo a little bit because, like I said, I was just happening to look at that because this in and of itself is obviously a little bit different than some as well. 
Yeah, it's a it's a circle with half acre at the top um, going along the circle and at the bottom it says Chicago and then they have an owl's face with uh, octopus tentacles, which is cool. You know, it's interesting though, it only has four octopus tentacles yeah. and hey, as the number tells me, there should be eight. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe they're behind it, Chris. <laughs> may maybe no it's it's an interesting logo <laughs> for sure it's one of those that i feel like is the epitome of a good beer logo um it almost reminds me from a distance when i'm just kind of looking at it on untapped but like not blown up reminds me of like the um was it reading rainbow oh yeah yeah <laughs> logo for some reason i'm not sure why at all um take yeah, a no, I think look it's in a book oh wow reading rainbow Gosh old school like it's been a while for sure since i've heard some of that so um yeah i mean like unfortunately half acre is not currently distributed down here in the atlanta market or Mm -hmm. the georgia market but we get to see a good bit of their stuff um honestly just look on a lot of different uh beer groups Uh, yeah so a lot of the porch bombs that you see around the atlanta area or just the general packages coming in that's kind of where i'd heard a half acre yeah and so as i was doing some research i naturally was like hey definitely want to pick up one of theirs and price point on the individual can i don't remember but it was i want to say 9.99 i was gonna say it has to be a little bit higher yeah no i want it like i said i want to say this single can was 9.99 so you know it's, it's not cheap but also i all i'm gonna say right of without even giving my rating on the beer itself yet is i think that that's actually a pretty good price point for this beer for sure um because a lot of a lot of craft, a lot of time and resources went into putting this beer together. For sure. So, um, final thoughts, Chris. Uh, I'll kick it off, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Um, it is your birthday beer, so yes, it is I my birthday that. beer. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four two five. Uh, I think it is super interesting as far as like the booziness and the sweetness, kind of from the brandy and the bourbon kind of balancing out the strong ale, the maltiness kind of comes through. Uh, you get a nice little burn kind of on the back end. Um, I think it, you know, this is one of those that would either be uh, a single beer around a, a fire or, you know, kind of like a, a nightcap kind of beer or even like a share, like I'm, I'm going to bring this, um, you know, with, you know, a couple people and we're going to crack it open and, and you know take some sips out of it and and enjoy it with friends and family um i think it's a really great beer that the label design is crazy to me um i you know they're probably putting out some of the craziest labels i've seen um and uh yeah i think i think it's a really great beer especially coming out of uh chicago which you know known for blues and pizza um and hot dogs i i I think uh beer and hey on that list they'd be remiss to mention that they should be known for they think baseball but i mean no (laughs) you get out of here but hey but wait what about hockey sure (laughs) oh yeah they're definitely (laughs) okay oh man that's a solid rating for sure and i so for me i'm I'm going back and forth so i i'm gonna give it a 4.75 um and actually while you were talking i upped it i was only gonna give it a four and a half but then I realized that the reasons I was dinging it for aren't actually, I'm like making up reasons in my head, which, you know, untapped. <laughs> as far as untapped ratings go, like you're allowed to literally just make the rating, whatever. I just like to, as an analyst, make mine based on. For sure. Some sort of scale. Um, but honestly, like 
I love the can. Some the only thing I am dinging on the can is the fact that like I I don't know what the image is, um, and it almost just seems a little too random in a way. Sure. Um, but I know that's not the case. So please, listeners, do not tear me a new one on this one. I agree with you. Like I know there's probably a reason, especially half acre. Don't like. I promise. I there's just probably a reason to the yeah just the, to the just design. Let us know. Center. I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, and I'm not necessarily deducting a lot of points for that. I'm just saying that like it's it seems randomly placed in the middle of this like fantastic can design. In my opinion, I feel like almost like you take that image away. Or do it in the same um, monochromatic uh, burgundy and silver. I yeah. Duo chromatic. Um, that it would like almost be, just be like a, a home run. Um, this is one that like just barely maybe nicks the top of the, the fence a little bit. And so we're like, eh, was it a home run or was it not? Um, <laughs> so but, somebody somebody hey, pushed we, it over the fence. This is a very baseball heavy episode, I realize. But um yeah. but yeah, exactly. That was this is the one where it bounces off the outfielder's glove, bounces into the stands, and it's like, uh, okay, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, but you know, the beer itself, I got nothing bad to say about the beer. I brandy barrel, you don't see too many brandy barrel age things. Obviously, bourbon barrel age is you see those all over the place. So I'm not even focusing too much on that. I feel like it, they did a good job with that, of course. But the brandy barrel age kind of adds an element that like is interesting. It adds some intrigue to it. So yeah, I really like the fact that it was like that dual, whether or not on purpose or not, they kind of had a single lane of this that was completely bourbon barrel age and another lane that was like a little bit brandy, a little bit bourbon. So that's kind of cool. Um, flavor profile is good. Strong ale slash just good. So I think what you said, Kyle, is the summary of for this one for me, which is that this is the type of beer you take to a bottle share, yeah. or in this case, a can share. Um, and you'll you'll be talked about as like, hey, bring in something that's super, you know, unique to that share for sure. So for sure. 4.75, um, really good, really good beer. Yeah. Uh, we'll say cheers to Half Acre and uh, Oren. Oren, cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much for joining us on this very heavy episode of Malty Goodness. Remember, you can stay up to date with everything that we are doing throughout the weeks as we're drinking beer. And hey, as we're not drinking beer sometimes, um, on our website, multigoodness.com, but predominantly on our Instagram at multigoodnesspodcast and Facebook at multigoodness. Um, remember, as we're drinking these beers, we do track them on our beer list at multigoodness.com slash beer dash list. And we would love for you to make recommendations to us. And how how do you do that, you ask? You can reach out to us on our contact form on the website, multigoodness.com, or hey, on Instagram or Facebook, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you, even if it is negative. Um, obviously, we're getting some good critiques recently. Um, we did the Trappist beer episode recently. And hey, Kyle, I think we got a little bit of feedback just about from the actually someone who represents the distributor in that case. And so- yeah. Um, we really appreciate that feedback. It kind of gives us, and, and which is also why the point I like to say on some of these episodes that, Hey, we try and do as much research as we can. We're not claiming to be the de facto, like we know everything about these beer styles, but like I said, it's honestly how not only we learn about a little bit more about the beer styles, but obviously, like I said, we like to, uh, to make sure that we really know about the crap that's going into the beers. So, For sure. um, yeah, so reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking. If you're interested in buying anything multi-goodness related or want us to produce anything multi-goodness related, we have some stickers and some koozies online right now, um, just if you'd like to represent out and about. But other than that, Kyle, I think that this was a, a fantastic beer. Selfish, I'm glad I bought it. 
to bring back to give to you for your birthday. And I appreciate you letting us do it on the episode. Of course. Um, as a heavy hitter. So Kyle, with that, any final thoughts on what we've been doing today or what we've been drinking? You know, I'm not much of a brandy fan, but this is pretty sweet, Chris. Mm. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers.